Good morning, and welcome to our Apex Atlanta webinar. My name is Scott Luton, and I serve as past president for the Atlanta chapter. I will also serve as your host for today's session. We have a wonderful speaker lined up for today who will share valuable perspective on mobile technology and its growing role in the supply chain world. But more about our speaker, Puga Sankara, in a moment. As always, we're glad you've chosen to join us here today. So let's tackle our ground rules. First, all of our attendees will be on mute as we're looking to optimize the audio experience. Now with that said, let's make it as interactive as possible. So please do submit your questions via the chat toolbar as shown. We'll hold all the questions until the end and answer as many as possible. Finally, a PDF of today's presentation and the recording will be sent out to each registrant after today's webinar. As I mentioned, today's webinar as I mentioned, today's webinar is presented by Apex Atlanta. As for Apex, we'd like to share a little more information around who we are and what we do. Apex is the premier industry association dedicated to end-to-end -end supply chain management. Our organization offers membership, a plethora of education opportunities, industry-leading research and publications, and widely recognized professional certifications. But more than anything else, Apex is about people. We have 45,000 members in over 100 countries. Apex has 195 chapters serving throughout North America alone. The Atlanta chapter has been serving the Metro Atlanta area for more than 50 years. We serve almost 700 members that represent companies across the spectrum of industries, including manufacturing, distribution, technology, professional services, to name a few. Our chapter offers a variety of valuable programming, such as professional development opportunities, education and certification classes to include our CSCP, CPIM, and CLTD credentials, networking meetings, plant tours, a career center, and much more. If you want more information on how, on how we can serve you or your organization, please visit our website, apexatlanta.org, or please feel free to reach out to our chapter president, Chris Barnes, directly. We are happy to help. Okay, so before we get started with the presentation, I'd like to introduce a special guest. Apex Atlanta is proud to partner once again with the Georgia Logistics Summit in 2017. We are very pleased to have Mr. Rob Dillon join us this morning. Rob serves as chair of the 2017 Executive Steering Committee for the Georgia Logistics Summit. He's going to share a few details around this year's event and share more information about our featured speaker today, Mr. Puga Sankara. With that said, here's, here's Rob Dillon. Scott, thank you very much, sir. Uh, good morning to all of our attendees today. Uh, really excited about an opportunity to speak to you all today, and I'm really excited about the content that you are going to hear uh, today's uh, from our presenter, Puga. So basically, the, the Georgia Logistics Summit, this is our ninth year of this event. It is coming up May 16th and 17th at the Georgia World Congress Center. This is not only a regional and national leadership event of logistics. It's truly become a global event. Many of you are probably aware of Georgia's stature as the leading state to do business four years running. Uh, we are very proud of that, and logistics is a huge part of that, including the manufacturing and supply chain elements that we have here. Uh, between the Port of Savannah, the world's busiest airport, uh, a major highway infrastructure, and more railroad miles than anywhere else in the southeast, we really are the capital of logistics, not only in the Southeast, but in the country as we grow. We are very excited about this year's summit. You can learn more at Georgia 
summitlogistics.com. So please go there. Uh, you can also go to summit.georgialogistics.com. Register for this event. It's only $120 for a day and a half of content from some of the best leaders in uh, manufacturing, supply chain, and logistics, as well as logistics technology. We are going to be having the governor speak off, uh, kick off day one, and we have Sandra McQuillan, who is the SVP of supply chain at Kimberly Clark, who will be our keynote closing speaker uh, on the second day. Uh, we're thrilled to have her. We're thrilled to have a female representing the industry as our keynote speaker. I think this is an amazing opportunity and a great spotlight on the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia and what we bring to the table. Um, you can, again, please go to georgialogistics.com to get more information. Uh, I'm really excited about what we're doing with APIX right now. I want to thank Scott and Chris and all of the leadership over there for really uh, spearheading, uh, growing our relationship with our organizations and with other organizations in the state to not only make the summit a great event, but to truly make Georgia the leader in logistics and logistics technology uh, throughout the world. So thank you for uh, Scott allowing us to be here today. Now I will kind of turn it over here to our speaker, uh, Puga with Smart Gladiator. One of the cool things that we've added uh, to the Logistics Summit this year is a technology showcase. This technology showcase is designed to allow early stage companies in the logistics technology space here in Georgia to present uh, their companies to the attendees. They will have uh, tables where they will be able to share with you what they're doing with their forward-thinking technology. Uh, as someone who's been in logistics only about five years, I often say I'm way more interested in the technology of logistics than the execution of logistics. It is unbelievable the business intelligence, the analytics, uh, and the mobile technology that we are taking advantage of here in Georgia to be leaders in this space. Uh, obviously, folks like Puga and what they're doing at Smart Gladiator, working out of the ATDC, uh, are really spearheading this. And I think what you're going to see today is an amazing presentation because I have actually gotten to see a sneak peek of it. Um, Puga brings about 20 years of supply chain experience, uh, certainly is an expert in uh, all sorts of technology and systems and execution. Um, certainly is gonna talk today about what mobile technology is doing to change our industry. Um, they at Smart Gladiator are helping retailers, distributors, and all logistics service providers mobile enable their supply chain and operations processes. And this is an opportunity for you to hear not only what they're doing, but where the industry is going. So with that, I want to turn it over to our esteemed speaker today. Thank you so much for joining us, Puga. Uh, please take it away. Uh, Scott and Rob, thank you very much for the opportunity. It's a privilege and honor to present in front of this audience and uh, help in any way um, we can uh, from ATDC and from uh, Smart Gladiator to help make this um, Georgia Logistics Summit a huge success. Uh, thank you for the opportunity once again. So basically, my story is, Right now, my role is uh, co-founder of Smart Gladiator. So we are a um, innovative company that's based out of uh, ATDC here, Advanced Technology Development Center. Um, I um, finished my MBA with Georgia Tech. That was back in 2012. Uh, before that, I spent uh, 12 plus years with Manhattan Associates. Uh, you know, that's where I learned this industry, uh, both from a technology perspective and functional perspective. And then I got a chance to uh, lead some large-scale programs with Hewlett-Packard where I learned all the management and the complications that come with you know, deploying or touching 50-plus, sometimes even 60, 70-plus systems at a time for rolling out capabilities. 
Um, so I've, I've, as part of uh, all those experience, I've walked into so many distribution centers, so many different layouts, so many different systems, so many different functional problems. And you know, we walk into a DC and uh, do a performance analysis review, you know, how we can help improve the process, how we can make life easier for not only the managers and the executives that are managing the facility, including the end users, right? So that's that's how um, we got started. So basically, um, at Smart Gladiator, what we do is, you know, we mobile-enable supply chain. You know, we help, you know, how can you power your supply chain with all the latest mobile tech that is available? You know, for example, you know, we, with our mobile devices, you know, we do so many things. I mean, life has changed upside down. Uh, if you think about it, exactly what happened after 2007, 2008 timeframe, right? Um, after the advancement in the mobile tech with Apple devices and Android devices, you know, we are constantly uh, sending text messages to our friends and family and coworkers. We are constantly taking pictures and sharing them with our friends and family and coworkers. We are making videos with our mobile devices, uploading them to YouTube, Facebook, you know, social media, sites and things like that right so so bringing all those capabilities into the warehouse into the supply chain you know for the truck driver anybody that's executing processes in the supply chain uh, and making life better resulting in better collaboration better data collection you know just just there's a lot of opportunity for uh, improvement in supply chain so that's the mission of smart gladiator so my story is you know when i was working for manhattan associates uh, you know, in 2001 I was helping a, a hardware distributor that's based out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, roll out uh, their WMS. And and uh, you know typically, you know, we will uh, as a Manhattan team will walk into a distribution center, you know, understand the business, understand the process, understand the products, and then we'll design a end-to-end WMS, right, warehouse management system. So that system basically uh, helps with inventory control, order fulfillment, end-to-end everything. So so like this. You know, we were uh, doing a deployment, and one of the you know most important thing that uh, needs to be done, right? It's the inventory count that's loaded into the system needs to be one hundred percent accurate. I mean, however sophisticated the system could be, it's garbage in, garbage out. We all know that. So it's very important that you know the inventory count that gets into the system when we turn on the system for the first time is accurate. So everything else works really, really well. So we will spend um, you know two, three days counting the whole uh, warehouse, you know every single SKU, every single unit, making sure that's fully accounted for, making sure that's correctly loaded into the system. So when the user goes to pick the product in that location, you know the product is really there. Um, you know, that just adds a lot of value uh, to get that first step really, really correct. So like this, I was counting products. I mean, no, I was actually a systems analyst that was supporting a WMS deployment um, in 2001. And then, you know, I had some free time. Hey, you no, know, can I help with uh, counting? So I jumped into counting and they gave me this big bulky device with somebody else sweat on it. So I wiped it off and then uh, started counting. Uh, it was so painful. I mean, you know, uh, there was, there, was you know, there got to be a better way to do this. That's what I thought. And, and I was surprised to see, you know, like this, I was doing a, uh, so many implementations. And in 2010, I was doing another implementation in Ottawa, Canada, this time as a project manager. I was surprised to see the technology hasn't changed at all. That's when we thought, hey, you know, there, there got to be a better way to do this, especially with this iPhone and Android devices with all the touchscreen and so many bells and whistles. Uh, you know, we can make this better. So, and, and then I got a chance to do MBA with Georgia Tech and one of the, you know, the project with Georgia Tech of the MBA was this, you know, hey, you know, how about this, you know, why can't we see if we can make this better? And, and we 
uh, talked to some of the friends in our industry and they said, wow, you know, that sounds like a great idea. So we put a simple prototype together and then showed it to the um, friends in the industry and did some pilots and they were like, wow, you know, day one, they got at least 8% improvement in productivity. Um, so that's how we started and then we acquired customers and then we are, um, you know, um, then um, we, we had some um, really good success stories where uh, people attribute, uh, you know, at least three things. One is the hands-free nature of the technology. The two is the soft, soft overlay keyboard and the three is the, uh, you know, FaceTime texting-based communication. So that's how we got started and, you know, we are, uh, you know, 2016, we were top 40 innovative companies in Georgia. And, and, you know, we got traction from there. So today, you know, we're going to talk about how uh, you folks can leverage this mobile tech um, in your supply chain, right? And, and I'll start with some of the trends that are happening. Um, we all are seeing, hearing, um, you know, that stores are closing. Because what's happened is with, you know, internet, with mobile tech, you know, people are much more comfortable shopping from their computer at home or shopping from their mobile devices. Right. I mean, here you can see two stories. The Amazon woman is not the real Amazon woman with uh, weapons and, uh, you know, um, their tools, but but she's a woman busy constantly um, at Amazon.com. Same thing, um, you know, the local store has been already on sale on eBay. So that's how this online phenomenon is taking over the retail uh, world. So Macy's has closed uh, 68 of its stores. Limited has shut down all of its stores, and Polar Rolf Lauren is closing its you know, store in the Fifth Avenue. I mean, that's a uh, flagship store. And Kenneth Cole has closed all of its stores except two. And, and there are many in line that are waiting to get closed. I mean, just last week, um, you folks probably heard Route 21 has closed uh, 400 out of its 1,100 stores. And uh, I think it's BB, BB or Bebe. Um, so those guys have closed all their stores as well. So it just, uh, you know, a big paradigm shift is happening uh, in the retail world, and that's impacting supply chain. And 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 uh, one of the big elephants in the room that nobody wants to talk about in any supply chain conversation is Amazon, right? Amazon is changing things, and we'll we'll uh, discuss some specifics. So that's what is happening uh, in the retail world. So the next trend is, you know, disruption is 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 upon us. Um, you know, it, it really started with, you know, industrial revolution. And then, you know, the next big wave was the 1990-2000 uh, internet. And then, you know, 2007-2008, that's the mobile tech. And then there are, we are being told that there are at least another three or four major waves that are coming. In the next couple of years, it's going to be the internet of things. And then, uh, you know, the machine learning, artificial intelligence, deep learning, and then robotics and then nanotechnology, you know, all that is going to change everything big time. And we are being assured into this smart machine age. Um, and, and the um, skill set to survive that smart machine age is completely different from um, what, what we uh, do today. And, and the world is going to look a lot different in the next 10 to 20 years. And, and uh, even more, <laughs> um, 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 you know, what the next thing that about being talked about is about 45 to 50 percent of the jobs are going to be eliminated so it's all going to be you know everything is changing what we took for granted as hey this is how we do business this is how we live our lives this is how we got things done are not relevant anymore so you know just simple examples are uber and airbnb and tesla and uh, you know facebook and things like that so it's just, you know, disruption is going on everywhere and, and we got to be cognizant of that, right? 
So that's from a disruption perspective. And then, you know, millennials, it just people are in general becoming much more technology savvy, much more technology dependent, much more introverted. You know, people are happy with their mobile devices. You know, they're constantly doing something with their mobile devices. Um, and, and I'll share a, um, a simple story. When we, we deployed our devices in one of our, our customer side, and there were uh, two supervisors. There was an older gentleman that was supervising the uh, day shift, and there was another younger uh, millennial gentleman that was supervising the night shift. So the older gentleman, what he would do is, you know, he would follow the users. The users would pick boxes in their, um, you know, um, reach trucks. And then uh, the older gentleman will follow them with his golf cart. And then he'll observe them and he'll give them feedback. Hey, this is how your economics need to be. This is how you make your movement and this is how you're big. So his job is to make sure all his employees are doing really well and, you know, producing the most and doing things optimally. So that, that was what he did. Whereas the millennial uh, supervisor in the second shift, what he did was he gave one of our devices to the um, picker and said, hey, you know, uh, record yourself using this device and then, you know, do it for 30 minutes and then come back to me. I'll critique it by watching the video. So while while this picker was doing that, he, uh, the millennial um, supervisor, he went ahead and did, you know, some work and then came back after 30 minutes. So, so this person, you know, not only figured out a you know better way to do it, leveraging technology, but also you know got something else done uh, during that time. So that's how you know these millennials think and operate. So it's important to understand uh, you know how these folks operate. So as supervisors, as um, executives, you know we can leverage all those skill sets they bring to the table, right? So that's that's about millennials. So then uh, the next big thing that's happening is you know everything is getting connected and everything is becoming smart. So that's the internet of things. So you know, your refrigerator is going to remind you in the future in what, you know, on what uh, the person needs to buy. And, and you know, everybody, um, all these devices being connected, you know, they're going to monitor us and give us all kinds of alerts and heads up as to you know, how to prevent a fire or you know, whatever um, uh, additional information that would help us, right? So in a warehouse environment, um, you know, the big thing is data collection. And, and data collection is not just scanning barcodes anymore. It, it includes multiple things, right? It's, it's, of course, scanning barcodes from all these labels and then also collecting data from the pictures that are uh, you know, taken. Also collecting data from the mobile devices, sensors from the mobile devices, right? For example, you know, pedometers, you know, accelerometers, you know, how many steps your users are walking, you know, how come just out of these 10 uh, pickers, one picker alone is walking, you know, let's say 1,000 steps or 10,000 steps, whereas everybody else is walking optimally. So that gives insight as to, you know, if your processes are really optimal or not. And then uh, data from sensors mounted on trucks, you know, it could be a tire sensor, it could be a temperature sensor, and it could be, you know, sensors from the warehouses. I know we are being asked to uh, develop some interesting capabilities to solve other problems where these, uh, you know, sensors could be used to, you know, make things um, um, optimal, and also think about all the data that's collected out of the out of the sensors, and then how they can be leveraged to, um, you know, solve problems, uh, gather insights, right? Not just for, uh, not just doing data analytics for data analytics sake, but really approaching it from a problem solving perspective. So that's where that's where this whole thing is going. And then you know we all know this big elephant, Amazon, right? Amazon is changing retail at lightning speed as we speak. Uh, Amazon has installed 46 DCs in the last few years, couple of years, and all paid for in one year. And um, Amazon has changed the benchmark 
it takes only 20 minutes uh, once an order is downloaded into the Amazon system to be shipped out of the facility. Even even uh, you know, some of the best WMS do that, um, taking you know six hours. So what's happening is with this new bar that Amazon has raised so high, uh, everybody is retooling their software, retooling their um, you know systems, and and that's giving rise to a new set of systems called WES and WCS, warehouse execution systems and warehouse control systems. I mean they were there before, but they weren't just you know prominent. They were you know playing. Um, a, more, more as a um, you know backup for the WMS. The WMS would still do them will be the main driver, but the WES and the WCS would communicate with the material handling equipment and then you know do the thing. But now they are rising to prominence because the turnaround time um, you know produced is not not enough. And and also, so what is happening is because of this Amazon phenomenon, you know there are so many other uh, small uh, product vendors and or uh, you know uh, product manufacturers that sell into consumer uh, market. They are also being expected to meet the same level of uh, you know service level agreements that are provided by uh, Amazon. So what that happens is you know um, if you want to really retain customer and offer the best customer service, you have to be on par with Amazon. So that's um, giving rise to this, you know, new um, opportunity for 3PL businesses. So basically, 3PL businesses booming. All the action that would happen in the retail store is is being pushed to the back end, which is you know the warehouses and and the people that wouldn't have the small companies wouldn't have all this infrastructure are falling on this 3PL businesses, so they can support this. So that's why uh, if you folks heard the news, um, you know, um, Tompkins Associates, which is a consulting company, is starting this new um, venture called Monarch FX Alliance, and you know, partnering with so many different uh, software vendors and this, um, you know, uh, service providers, and uh, creating this post-click um, logistics service um, business. Um, you know, even though they they are actually a consulting business. So you folks also, you know, would have heard about Best Buy, right? I mean, back in 2012, 2013, Best Buy used to be called as the Amazon showroom. People would walk into Best Buy, check out the product, you know, make sure the features are there. And look at the price, and then go back to you know Amazon, and then place an order. But but you know Best Buy is recovering slowly. They figured out you know we got to offer this um, you know Geek Squad services, computer repair services, and mobile um, you know um, if you want to activate your mobile phone, you, know, you can go to Best Buy and do it. So things like that, where um, you know people have to go to talk to someone and and get some uh, physical help. So that's where that's where we are going. And and that's where um, Amazon is um, leading us. And and I, I I'm sure you folks all heard about the Amazon blimp. Basically, you know, Amazon could create a warehouse in the sky, um, and then store all the products there, and then make drone deliveries all the way from the sky to our homes. Uh, you know, by uh, through the drones. So um, that's that's where uh, it's going. So you know, we got to be cognizant of all these trends that are um, you know um, coming upon us and. And you know, see how we can prepare ourselves or how we can position ourselves. So we are also, uh, you know, modernizing our things and leveraging all these changes that are happening, and and how we can, uh, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, make our business better, right? So this is how the DZs are running today. I mean, even um, uh, you know, 70, 80 percent of the uh, distribution centers are using these devices, and um, um, you know, basically the technology is so old. Um, and millennials are walking into the DC, and if you look at the supervisor, right, he's constantly chained to his desk. I mean, if you because the reason is if he wants to uh, look at the data or 
check something, status of a shipment, status of a uh, load that's left the facility. You know, the only way to do that is uh, log into the computer at his desk. So he's constantly chained to his desk. That's where that's where we come in and we did. This is our technology where we provide wearables for operators, tablets for supervisors. Um, so you know, people are mobile, and and you know, people can use technology like FaceTime and um, texting and you know, communicate faster. They can take pictures and upload them to a uh, server and have those uh, system of record in the form of pictures and, and send pictures to their supervisors and ask them for help. Um, it just makes things so much easier. And these are uh, consumer devices that is technology that we uh, use to in our daily life. So they are, uh, you know, ruggedized for warehouse use and um, ruggedized, uh, you know, and also with a longer battery life and things like that basically uh, you know altered to make them work in a warehouse environment really efficiently so that results in so many benefits i mean of the training time is significantly reduced people pick it up so fast and simple troubleshooting things you know people can do it themselves um things like that right i mean that's what that's what we do and and with the tablets the supervisors are mobile i mean if you if you call a supervisor today you know asking for a status of a shipment asking for something the first response would be hey you know i'm somewhere doing this uh, let me go back to my desk and then call you back um, because because you know that's the only way they can access the data but with tablets I know the supervisor can look up the information that he needs right from where he is and then uh, you know answer the question uh, and, and still spend more time uh, working with their employees you know helping them uh, troubleshoot their issues or training them or uh, you know reprint labels or uh, you know things like that so that's uh, that's some of our devices and then we also have another capability called uh, load proof basically what this is uh, image enabling the supply chain because pictures and videos have taken over our lives so much and and it's it's natural to think hey you know why can't i take a picture of this exception why can't i take a picture of you know this job that i really did well so if anybody asks that if there is a claim situation you know i can show the picture and say hey you know i did my job correct right and that's exactly what what uh, we do here. And um, uh, Kenco Logistics is a major customer of ours, and um, some of their customers have saved at least ten thousand dollars in less than three months. And and another customer has eliminated ninety five percent of the um, customer claims. So, like this, uh, um, like this, you know, we have added a tremendous value. I mean, it's it's very simple. It's basically you know in any scenario where there is a uh, need for a picture, uh, need for a um, um, you know evidence or proof you know to show hey you know i did my job right or from a retail compliance perspective you know i'm shipping a um, pallet i'm shipping you know bunch of loads to a, a retailer you know where where they're you know being questioned or they're being pointed out as to hey you know this is a non-compliant situation so you're going to be given a um, certain chargebacks so in those cases you know people can take pictures of the shipment that left their facility or take pictures of hey you know i complied with this uh, specific requirement Right. And things like that they can do. So there is proof available and all this you know, sits in the cloud. So it makes it so easy. It's pretty much plug and play. They can just um, you know, go to the website, download the app and then register and then start using right away. There is no infrastructure that's needed um, you know, within the um, company. It's all out there and, and, and it's all sitting in the cloud and it can be shared with the customers and vendors and partners and anybody uh, that's uh, part of the supply chain so easily. And, and, and this has added tremendous value to our customers as well. And especially from a 3PL logistics perspective and with the you know, 3PL business booming, uh, you know, it's, it's a great tool uh, for, for uh, you know, 3PL um, vendors. So 
obviously it's all easier said than done right i mean you know, um, it's it's so easy to talk about all these um you know um, cool things and um, things that look really pretty but the reality is you know when the um, rubber hits the ground um so that's where you know a change is hard but but from our experience um, from what we have done and uh, you know what um, how we have been successful so far uh, in deploying this new technologies uh, in the dc i mean and supply chain is not a um, you know a sexy place right i mean retail is much more nicer you know people would want to spend more time in a retail store because it's a fun place you know it's a um, nice place uh, whereas moving boxes uh, behind doors it's not it's not fun it's not you know sexy and people are working you know are sweating in a humid weather and things like that sometimes in you know uh, georgia it gets like that and even in texas um so change is hard but but change is getting easier if we can you know make the um if we can make the technology so easy you know leveraging um the apple's ui ux principles make it intuitive um, make it um, leverage the technology that we have used in our daily life, right? I mean, touchscreen was not um, is not new now, but in 2007, it was it was so new, and and um, the way Apple and Android have deployed the touchscreen and leveraged the touchscreen, uh, you know, that's what we bring to the enterprises. So if we if we follow the right approach and if we um, you know for make it so intuitive, make our um, software or the UI that we built for our apps, you know, so intuitive, it, it gets easier. Um, so that's that's uh, something to keep in mind from a, a change management perspective. And then moving on to you know, the next couple of technologies that I'm just uh, touching upon a little bit is you know virtual reality and augmented reality. So with this mobile tech um, getting uh, so you know popular and um, so many capabilities are. Uh, you know within our reach right now right one of the things is this virtual reality and this could be very useful for training so um, you know what that means is for example if you have a new employee that's learning to drive a forklift and if you have a uh, you know new employee that's uh, learning to drive a uh, truck you know it, it, it would be so much easier for him to go through it you know end-to-end -end training session through this tool uh, rather than you know jumping on the new forklift and then you know obviously you know uh, nobody gets on a bicycle and then you know drives uh, from you know that point day one right I mean everybody has to fall once or twice uh, before they get really really good at it so you know that's where that's where it it, it um, this technology is very helpful you know people can spend time you know become really good at it maneuver it uh, in so many different ways so be in the you know uh, real world virtually um, get trained um, you know themselves and then and then take on the uh, next set of tasks while uh, you know whether it's driving the truck on the road or you know driving a forklift in the warehouse so that's that's one opportunity uh, where this technology could make a big difference or, or you know you might be surprised you know we might be able to uh, take all our vr gear um, you know connect that with our mobile devices and then you know shop at amazon.com basically we can check you know the fit of the clothes and the shoes that are sold in amazon.com through this virtual world it, you know the the that uh, is not very far from where we are today so that is from a you know virtual reality perspective um the next one is um, augmented reality so let me show a you know quick video this is where the world is going
need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> So I'm going to back up a little bit. So, so that's what that's where we are going. So basically, what's going to happen is we are going to have augmented reality glasses in our uh, warehouses, where uh, you know supervisors or executives, managers can wear the glass and then walk around uh, in the distribution center and be able to pick up uh, vital information, right? KPIs. Hey, you know, how is this employee doing? What is his performance percentage for the day? Where are my uh, broken or messed up locations? What are the locations I need to fix? Where are the uh, you know, shipments that are delayed? Where are the cartons that are already delayed should have been shipped yesterday or day before yesterday? All these exceptions. So instead of uh, going through a report, you know, sitting at his desk, um, you know, whether it's a supervisor or a warehouse manager or a uh, executive, you know, pouring over all these spreadsheets, what is going to happen is um, he'll be given a glass, and with that glass, by doing a walkthrough for like 30 minutes, you know, he'll be able to figure out all the top issues that need to be addressed. So, you know, that's where that's where the world is going. And and I know, I mean, people are already experimenting with you know vision picking and augmented reality picking and things like that. So, uh, you know, that's all based on uh, you know make reducing the training time and making the UI UX so easy. So anybody that is uh, you know, walking down the street can walk into the distribution center and, uh, you know, perform picking with, with very, very less training time, right? So that's how, that's where uh, augmented reality could be very beneficial. Um, it's all, you know, making um, information consumption so easy and so um, fast. So, you know, we don't go through this long training curve. So that's, you know, that's, that's where I, I see this mobile tech going and that's how, you know, we can leverage some of the uh, tools that are, available uh, in this uh, technology uh, in the warehouse or outside the warehouse while um, executing the supply chain. So um, I'll be happy to answer any questions um, from the audience at this point. Great. Thanks, Puga. I appreciate you sharing today. So we've got uh, to our audience, I've got 1134 uh, Eastern time. We're going to take the next 10 minutes or so and, and pose questions to Puga. So if you have any questions or if you have observations on, on uh, Puga's perspective that he shared today, please use the chat bar and uh, I'll get notification of that and then I'll, I'll pose that to, uh, to Puga. So first question comes from Sarah. Uh, do you have any suggestions or best practices on effective implementation and adoption of new technology? Yes, yes, yes. That's a, that's a great question. I think, I think what, um, in my experience, right, what really works well is, um, you know, always follow a problem-solving approach. So it's not, you know, new technology for new technology's sake. It's not doing something for, uh, you know, just for the sake of doing it. It's, okay, what is the problem we are trying to solve here, right? So, you know, get the gist of the problem really, really well and identify, you know, one or two, three pain points that you folks want to hit with that, um, you know, objective, right? So once once you folks identify one or two or three pain points, then see if you can, without doing anything, without developing anything, without, um, you know, um, you know, the startup world, you know, we call that as a, a vaporware, just build a simple vaporware and see if you can, 
um, you know, do some kind of a pilot. Very, very simple. I mean, um, you know, that's what exactly we did. Loadproof was actually developed in partnership with um, uh, Kenco Logistics. I mean, we had a different version of a picture taking app and we partnered. We, you know, actually Kenco Logistics reached out to us and they said, hey, you know, could you help us with this? I mean, we have um, something similar, um, you know, that would uh, make our life easier and uh, add tremendous value to our customers. So, um, you know, they had already did a pilot. They, they tested the idea and the problem and the solution by doing a very, very simple pilot. Just build a simple vaporware. You know, does it make sense, right? Hey, are we solving the right problem? And does the solution really, um, you know, help people with adoption? I mean, so do, do that simple exercise first. Once you folks, and then, you know, talk to as many users as possible, end users as possible. Hey, I know, am I really solving the problem correctly? Is that the problem that we need to solve? Or, or, or is the problem something else completely different? So once you folks do that pilot and get some data out of that pilot and then say, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Okay, now let's go ahead and build it, right? And, and you know, that's, uh, we, they, I mean, look, here at ATDC, they have a lot of um, um, curriculum um, and, and sessions where we can learn about this problem-solving approach. So, uh, you know, that's what I would say. I mean, it's always about focusing on the problem uh, you know, be laser focused on the core of the problem and, you know, solve that with a simple pilot and then build something bigger or, you know, partner with somebody like us and uh, go from there. That's 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 what I would recommend. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Puga. Uh, great question, Sarah. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. Uh, Puga, next question comes from Jerome. Uh, he asked, how are you seeing organizations address technology needs from a talent perspective? That's a great question. <laughs> Talent is tough. I mean, yeah, getting the you know rockstar developer and rockstar, uh, you know, uh, whatever uh, expert in that specific discipline is tough. I mean, um, um, that's. I mean, we we fight that battle daily. Um, you know, it just um, it just. I think um, um, you know, a couple of things. What uh, we have tried is, uh, you know, even though uh, you know, obviously in-house training, right? I mean, find the best people and. Um, you know, find the people that are passionate about uh, their work and the technology and then, uh, you know, train uh, them in-house and, and give them specific projects. And, uh, and I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done, um, uh, you know, uh, give them uh, areas that they are passionate about and, uh, you know, have them uh, test it out. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, they also have to enjoy it. It's, initially, it might look, you know, very attractive and very rosy, but you know, after going through the grind and the, you know, uh, there may be more grit that is required to survive that learning curve. So, I mean, you know, that's, I think that's uh, true across all the organizations, either, you know, we got to find the best pe people within our ex organization and train them into new technologies and, you know, help them find that uh, match, right? I mean, it's, that's, a, that's where the leader um, role comes in. I mean, as a leader, you know, you're not just, um, um, you know, getting work done, but also, you know, mentoring the employee, you know, uh, helping them find their, um, uh, you know, a niche or uh, whatever they're passionate about. So they enjoy doing it. And as a team, we are all producing great results at the end of the day. Um, that's that's one way. And the other way, obviously, you know, hiring, um, um, you know, people um, and, 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 you know, making them go through the um, right set of tests and um, right set of, um, you know, qualifying them for the role. Um, I think that's a challenge, you know, we are going to deal with on a daily basis across the board. It just, you know, uh, whatever works for that specific context and situation is what we got to go with. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I feel the pain and, and we are going through that on a daily basis ourselves. Yeah. 
Great question. I appreciate your perspective there. Puga, I like your your notion there of uh, you know developing your current team members, you know, uh, training them on new skills, especially those that they're passionate about. Um, that's, a, that's a terrific. I think it's an often overlooked um, aspect of talent acquisition is, is we're always looking for talent outside our four walls when when you know there's we've we've got terrific talent on our current team that make it do of a wide variety of, of, of new new things, new skills, new initiatives, new projects. So, um, so Jerome, great question, and uh, Puga, thanks for your perspective. So I, I, I want to pose this next question to you, Puga. Uh, during our email exchange earlier this morning, you mentioned that you were um, at the ATDC this morning, uh, the Advanced Technology Development Center at Georgia Tech. Can, can you share a little bit about what that does and, and, and how uh, – vital of a resource that is for the technology market here in Georgia. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you for the question. I mean, I should have probably spent more time uh, you know, during my introduction um, talking about ATDC. So ATDC is basically Advanced Technology Development Center. So, you know, my story, how uh, I came across ATDC was, you know, when I joined my MBA program, I told my professor, hey, you know, my um, my goal for the MBA program is, you know, when I want to, um, you know, when I finish the MBA program, I want to have my own company with at least one or two customers. That was the a goal that I joined the MBA program with. So at that time, the professor said, wow, you know, this is a great goal. And this is exactly, you know, why we have this MBA program management technology course in Georgia Tech. And then he introduced me to uh, someone at ATDC. And that's when I walked into this ATDC and, and I learned about it. So, ATDC is, you know, with Georgia Tech, we, you know, we all know it's a very, very uh, reputed university. There is a lot of research work going on. There's a lot of great, uh, amazing um, technology development uh, projects that are being um, done here at Georgia Tech. And there is a lot of research that the professors are doing. And, and you know, obviously, if they just stay as research, you know, it's not a, a big benefit. So we got to commercialize that technology and bring that technology to the market. Right. And, and these are professors that are, uh, you know, very, very uh, PhDs and highly scientific, highly technology, uh, you know, with high, very core technology background. And they need help to, uh, you know, understand the market, right, understand the problem that needs to be solved. How can this technology be, um, you know, made use of in a real world scenario in a, uh, you know, distribution center or it could be in a truck or it could be in a, uh, you know, somewhere else. Right, so ATDC helps with all that. So while these folks are coming out of their PhD program with this great research work, uh, there are folks in ATDC that would help with, hey, you know, okay, what is the problem you're trying to solve? You know, how do you go about um, discovering if there are customers for this uh, solution? So, so we completely take a, you know, step back and say, okay, let's not worry about the solution, right? Let's understand the problem first. So it's a great organization to uh, help with commercializing, uh, you know, technologies that are developed at Georgia Tech. So that's the core, you know, um, my story is, you know, I came from the supply chain background and I had this idea and I kind of, you know, experienced the pain myself. And I've seen that uh, in many distribution centers. So when I uh, explained this problem, it was it was a great fit. And, and actually during my MBA program, I worked with another entrepreneur here. And this entrepreneur was exactly like me, you know, had a great dream and amazing, you know, vision and amazing goal. And he was struggling to, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's giving birth to the baby. It's not easy, right? You have to go through the pain and the, you know, because that's how um, giving birth to anything new is. And this gentleman was going through that pain and I helped him. I mean, I 
um, you know, um, as on behalf of him, I went to, uh, I knocked on doors of property managers and asked them, hey, you know, does it make sense? You know, do you guys have this problem? Can we help you with this, um, you know, solution? So um, that's where I learned, uh, you know, how to build a company and what are some of the core things that you have to focus on uh, to, uh, you know, come up with a really, really good product that solves a, a specific problem for um, consumers or, you know, companies or anybody else. So they're willing to pay for that product, right? So that's what ATDC helps with. And, and there are some amazing uh, technology companies out here. Everybody, you know, and the, um, it's what is even more uh, exciting for me is to see the vision and the excitement that these entrepreneurs bring. Uh, you know, there is nothing and they have this idea in their head and they, with so much belief and faith, they you know, uh, work very hard and then bring that product into the market and then make it a success. And it, obviously, you know, it doesn't happen on the first iteration. It takes a few iterations. We talk to the customers, learn from uh, you know, the pilots that we do. So, I mean, ATDC is a great catalyst to make that process so easy. I mean, imagine doing that sitting in your basement or sitting in your garage, you know, all by yourself, figuring it out, right? So that's what ATDC helps with. And, and I'm you know, um, very happy to be part of this ATDC and uh, you know, we get a lot of help from ATDC on, uh, in that front. Great, I appreciate your thoughts on the ATDC there, Puga. Um, our next question comes from Jose. And as Rob Dillon mentioned on the front end, uh, Puga will be exhibiting his company, Smart Gladiator, at the summit. So Jose asks, what will you be sharing at the summit? Oh, in Summit, we have a couple of things. Uh, one is we are going to, I think we are, we are part of the showcase. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a booth type of um, environment and we'll, um, you know, answer any questions that folks have and we'll be happy to showcase some of the devices that we uh, deploy in the distribution centers. And the other um, session we are part of is Tech for DCs, uh, Technology for DCs. What are some of the new tools that we can deploy in um, uh, distribution center and add value? Right, and and uh, we also are talking along with our uh, customer Kenco Logistics. Uh, we, you know, VP of Innovation R and D from Kenco Logistics, um, Christy Montgomery is also part of the panel. So um, she'll share perspectives from a customer, you know, perspective how they're um, um, taking advantage of this load-proof tool and image enabling the supply chain and how they've added value to their customers. And we will, uh, you know, share our perspective on, you know, uh, uh, mobile tech and uh, how we have, um, you know, I mean, it's it's about solving the problem. You know, anybody else that has a problem, you know, um, will 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 have more insights on how we can help. Yeah. Great, thank you, Puga, and great question, Jose. We hope to see you at the summit. So, uh, we're going to wrap up our Q and A session at this point. Uh, but before we do, we do want to personally invite all of our audience members to join us for the Georgia Logistics Summit. Uh, which is on May 16th and 17th. And as Rob mentioned earlier, for more information or to register, please visit summit.georgialogistics.com. We'll also make sure we provide uh, links and contacts and the follow-up information that will go out to all of our, our registrants uh, follow, as a follow-up to this webinar. So you're not going to miss, you're not going to want to miss the outstanding industry event <clears throat> that is the summit. That will showcase, excuse me, that will showcase the best in logistics that Georgia has to offer. Okay, so we're going to be concluding our session today on a few final items. First, again, the PDF version of the presentation and the recording will go out to each registrant. Uh, you can also find the recording as a podcast on iTunes. Secondly, don't just come out to the 
Georgia Logistics Summit, but also join Apex Atlanta as we host a two-hour networking event on the evening of May 16th at the Georgia World Congress Center. We're going to include a link uh, to that event uh, as well in the follow-up information that will go out uh, for your convenience. Uh, next, we hope that you'll tune in for our next APIC Southeast District webinar series event, where we're going to be featuring two Georgia Tech students and entrepreneurs, Sharu Thomas and Sarthik Srinivas, uh, which will be talking about augmented reality in the supply chain, a topic that Puga touched on today. That event will be May 24th at 12 noon. Uh, we're we're going to be featuring Sharu and, and Sarthik. Uh, details on the webinar can be found at apicsoutheast.org. As always, feel free to reach out to me if there's anything we can do uh, from an APEX perspective to serve as a resource for you and your organization. Puga, before we conclude, any last thoughts today? Oh, thank you very much for the opportunity. I think those were some great questions from the audience. And uh, please, uh, you know, feel free to uh, reach out to me, Puga at smartgladiator.com, if there is anything else I can help with. And, and thank you very much uh, for the opportunity, Scott and Rob. It's a privilege and honor to be, um, uh, you know, uh, presenting this um, um, event. Great. So again, we'd like to give, give a big thanks to both Puga Sankara and Rob Dillon for joining us today. Of course, a big thank you to our audience for participating. So on behalf of the Apex Atlanta chapter, this is Scott Luton concluding today's webinar event, wishing you all a successful week. We hope to reconnect again with you soon. Thanks, everybody. <music>